dominated industry in South Africa. Now women's work is about the four C's. We celebrate, we connect, we collaborate and we create. And I believe that if we as African women entrepreneurs should practice these four C's, we would easily claim our rightful and extremely deserving space in the African business space. Level up. Level Sipping on your very awesome Nguyen Bali wines. Uh, but yeah, thanks, it's... thanks. No supply. Lockdown situations. No wine. <laughs> hey, we have to be law-abiding citizens. Mm. Okay, so thank you to everyone that's checking in, dialing in. All this on me so yummy. All this sauce so yummy. No, you want this yummy. Yummy all in your tummy. I am Bali, and I am the founder of the Bali brand. Them old mistakes are gone. I won't do them no more. That's old news. That's new news. I done did that before. I turn up into something. My comeback on 100. Less talking, more action. You just go CC coming. I just keep elevating. No losses, just upgrading. My lessons made blessings. I turn that into money. They gotta never settle. This view is so much better. I'm chilling, I'm winning. Like on another level. Oh, you can talk all you want. So the purpose of this connect is really about a woman's worth and the four C's, which is to celebrate you, obviously a great connect session, um, have conversations around how you collaborate and of course, um, your beautiful creations for your brand. So let's have a good um, begin to that. So every, everybody kind of knows who we're with. Hey, check out the brand right there. Love it. I want one of those teas, by the way. Uh, I, I'm all always in uniform. I think you see me posting. I'm, I'm, I'm always in uniform. I mean, you've got to represent your own, hey? I know. I've seen it. I love it. I love the brand. So tell us about Mbali. Who's Mbali? Okay. Um, I'm Mbali. You know, I'm, I'm a wine producer and founder of Ngi Mbali Brands. And Ngi Mbali Brands primarily consists of two brands. Which are, okay, I've got other brands, but these are my core brands, my primary brand. And it is uh, Game Bali Wine and mm -hmm. Game Bali Funeral. Yeah. And Game Bali Wine was actually founded in 2013. You know what? It's actually a crazy story. Um, you know, in both industries, I must say that I have no formal education in both of them. You know, I've never started winemaking um, and including I've never started marketing. And, but I found I've never started anything that has to do with funeral, but I mean, I'm in those industries. So, so, so maybe let's take the wine. Yeah. So maybe before we actually go into the actual brands, um, be, what did you do before? Mm -hmm. What, what, what's always been your passion? What have you always been involved in before you actually started your brands? Um, what happened is I, I started working in insurance. Um, I did a, I was, I was very young. I did a, a bit of modeling here and there, but in 2007, 
I started in the insurance industry and I was I worked for one of the biggest legal insurance companies in SA. Yeah. You know, and 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 I grew myself in the career, you know, I mean, without having any formal formal marketing or sales uh, education, I found myself becoming the first black female under 35 as a national sales manager for one of the biggest legal insurance companies in SA. Yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, and so but however, in 2013 I, I tasted a bottle of wine that I loved. Yeah. You know? And I decided to contact the maker of that of that wine and said, you know what? I've always wanted to do wine and I'd like you to mentor me into making wine. Okay. And he rejected me. I mean, a girl from Soweit, born in Soweit, is like, no ways. But um, so I decided, okay, you know what? I travel a lot of my jobs. So I, I decided when I was in the Cape, I, I drove over to the vineyard and I was like, listen, I'm Bali and I'm here for my mentorship. Wait. So you, like, you 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 got you, you, know? you left Johannesburg, got on a plane. Did you know, did you make an appointment or any? Okay, so you made an appointment with no. You just got on a plane. I I just got on a plane. I arrived at the vineyard unannounced and uninvited. And you said what? You know. So I checked it out where it is, and I said I'm bad and I'm here for my mentorship. <laughs> and he and he was in, and he was not happy. <laughs> What did, what is his like? What was his reaction? What did he say? What did he say when you said that to him? He was like, "Are you out of your mind?" And he's like, "Actually, actually threatened to call the cops on me." Yeah. He said he was gonna have me arrested for trespassing. Yeah. You know. And I said, "You know what? So just we have we talk about it over a glass of wine. You know, I'm sure you have a whole lot of wine. Let's let's talk about it over a glass of wine." And, and, and I said, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely not going to leave until you give me this mentorship. Why don't you want to give it to me? You know, I couldn't understand why he didn't want to give it to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I thought, you know what? No, I'm not going to leave. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so yeah, you, you did what? You sat wine. down. <laughs> what was the setting? Like, where is this now? Like, describe the scenario. Like, we want to be in there that moment with you. So, owner of this wine farm is standing there, is looking at you. You are standing where? And then you say, let's have wine. Are you sitting? What, what's going on? You know what was the craziest part? Um, his main gate is a bit quite far from his actually the main house. Yeah. You know. And when you're so rocking I hills, because I know you like to rock your hills. This is this is the right, this is the right place. And fortunately for me, the gate was not locked, so I drove <laughs> in. You know, and and you could see this car coming in. I was wondering who the hell is this person, and he got out of out of the house out of his pet from the back. Yeah. And I got out of the car. Mm-hmm. And he said hi, Rob. And he said hi, Mbali. And I said, I, I said, hi. And I said, I'm Bali. And I'm here for my mentorship. That was my, that was my first line. I said, I'm Bali and I'm here for my mentorship. Because we had spoke, I had spoken to him so many times. So when I said I'm Bali, he knew who I was, you know? Mm. And he was like, but I didn't agree to that. I'm mm. like, I know, you know? And he's like, but then what are you doing here? I'm like, because I'm, I'm here for it. And I, you know what? I'm not going to leave until you get you give me one because I do not understand why you will not give it to me. Okay. You know? And he was like, you're out of your mind. I'm like, no, I'm not. He's like, you know what? Um, I'm going to call the cops and have you arrested for trespassing. And I was like, I don't think you need to do that. You know, I think we are, we are both adults. We are civilized human beings, obviously. What harm can I bring? I mean, he's a big white guy. I mean, I'm just nine, you know, 1.6 meters high. I'm like, let's maybe sit. Let's sit and, ha- and have a glass of wine. I'm sure you have a whole lot of wine. Mm. And I know your wines are good. And that's why I'm here. And I want you to mentor me. And 
was like, okay, fine. You know, like, because you could see, or like, hey, as in, this Zulu girl is not going anywhere. <laughs> <I'm You know>? <laughs> <laughs> and, and then he came, he sat down on, on, the, on the patio and he opened up a bottle of wine. Yeah. And we had a class. And I'm, I'll be honest, by the end of the day, we had had three bottles of wine. Yeah. Because later his wife joined us, actually. You know, his wife came in. And now, now imagine your wife and you're coming home and you and your husband is sitting with some black girl all the <laughs> you and they're laughing and having wine. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And he said to her, it's that crazy Bali chick from Jovic. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know what? And he had not even told me that he was, he was, he was willing to mentor me. He had changed his mind about it, you know, hmm. but I knew about it when he told his wife. You know, it's like, yeah, you know what? It's that Bali chick that has been bothering me about the mentoring. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to give it to her. You know, we'll, we'll give it a shot. And I was like, oh, so we, you know, one can make you do things. So tell <laughs> so me. that's how I actually I got mean, to know that. From the time that you tasted his wine to the time that you decided you wanted to have your yes. own wine and to be mentored to making wine. What was the period and did you do research? Was like, did you think about it? Did you research? Did you, what did you do before you contacted him? Or did you just decide this tastes good and I just want to be mentored? What was the period between you deciding his wine was good and you wanted to be mentored and have your own wine? Okay. No, at least it was, it was not something, it was not his wine that made me want to produce wine. Okay. You know, mm. I've also do it, you know, um, I, I'm a December baby. Mm-hmm. So the year that I turned 18 and my, my second father, I don't call him my stepdad because he's my second father. I always have got two dads. You You're right. Yeah. So he always bought a bottle of wine home and give from his work. Mm-hmm. And the, the bottle of wine just basically sit there until someone loves wine, visits, visits our home, you know? Yeah. So this one particular year, I was, I was turning 18. I turned 18 on the 27th of December. Yeah, it's my birthday. So on the 29th, I said to my mom, uh, can I have some wine? <laughs> and my mom looked at me, she's like, are you crazy? No. And I'm like, technically I can, I, I'm, I can have wine. I'm 18. And so my dad walked in as we were having this conversation and, and my mom, my mom, my mom is a non-drinker and you know, she's, she doesn't do alcohol at all. Yeah. And he was, so he said to her, just let her have the, let her have some, you know, <laughs> and I, I didn't know how to open up a bottle. We didn't even have a, 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 a corkscrew, like a bottle of wine or a wine open at home. So I basically used like the cooking stick and a shoe and I passed that cork until it went inside the bottle. And I, and I had the, 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 the glass and I was like, what is the fuss? You know, what is the fuss about this thing? It takes care. It's terrible. But what I did throughout, like the last bit of my holidays is every time we had something, you know, we, my mom cooked something or I cooked something, I would have a bit of wine and I would eat it with it, you know? And every time it tasted different, you know, I, would, I, I, even, I even tried putting it with some food in, like some food salad and put a bit of wine. Okay, I threw up that day. But that okay. was, and maybe I was like, maybe the science student in me kicked in or something. But that's when I found out, like, I like the way it always changed depending on what I was having. Yeah. And, and that was my love. That was, that's when my love for wine started. I actually said to my mom, I'm going to actually produce my own one day. And she laughed at me, you know, and, and, and every time I made a bit of money, you know, I would buy a bottle of wine and I would sample it and I would sample it with food. And, you know, I, I do, I did that for a very really long time, but however, in 2013, when I had 
this particular bottle, I was mm. like, I am in love with this, you know? So I, I, I researched about him and I, and, I, and I read his story as well and about how the vines uh, were deserted and he went back and, and, and started making wine again. It was a fifth generation winemaker. And I loved, I loved who he was as well, mm. you know? So, mm-hmm. And that's why I actually wanted him in particular to teach me because I could, I, I, I could relate with him. I felt that our principles, our, you know, we were on the same page somehow. Yeah. And that's why I wanted him to, to, to teach me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. That's so incredible. That's, so that's how, that's how that started. So talk us through the mentoring. Yes. How long did it take from you being mentored to actually conceptualizing what your brand, what you wanted it to look like and uh, to the first time that you actually had your first barrel and then bottled into uh, wine? What was that like? What was the journey like to that? It was amazing. Um, we mentored it from, it was around, when I went down to the Cape, I think it was around Jan, Feb, um, 2013. And, I, and every time I would, I would go down to the Cape and would spend about a week, you know, and I was very fortunate that it was at a time about it was harvest time, you yeah. know, it was just, you have. you know the shiraz and it's actually named after my mom despite the fact she's actually had has never tasted this it's got a wine named after her that she's never even it was a covered cup self blend um my wine my, my shiraz is actually called shogi shiraz mm-hmm. and i've got it was my, uh, my cup self blend called sebata yeah i don't try it you know and sebata is a dangerous animal and when i had that wine is it, it, you know, I, I, it choked me a bit, I was like, you know, and I thought, okay, um, what, where does a lion, what does a lion, where does a lion go for? It goes for the neck, you know? And I thought, hey, and come over from the lion tribe, okay, I'm going with Sabata, dedication to our tribe, my mom's baby tribe. And I also have Mino, you know, I had not decided on Mino when it came out, you know, on the name. So I bought like a box back after I'd, I'd produced it and I invited a couple of my friends. And the strangest thing about that wine was all my friends that love dry and all my friends that love sweet both like that wine, you know, mm. which was strange. I mean, I've got a cousin that said, oh, when she drinks red wine, she'd actually put sugar in it, but she loved, she could drink that wine so easy, you know? And I thought, okay, this is uniting two very, very, very different palettes. And um, what does music do? You know, so Mino means music in Setswana. So I call that Mino, you know. So even with my wine, I, 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 I'm, very, I'm a very decisive person, but I also like, so I already knew what, how I wanted my brand to look like. And I want, I already knew how I wanted to, to take it out there. And mm. I knew that I wanted to, to personalize it a lot. You know, so that's when I decided on, 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 on me, you know, and I was like, okay, you know what, based on what everybody's having and what I'm seeing from the people that are having, I'm going to call it me, you know, cause that's what music, music unites. You can go anywhere in the country, anywhere on earth and you listen to a song, you don't know what it's saying, but you love it, you know? So yeah, that's what I thought. Wow. So look, and, the, uh, the industry um, is highly dominated, it's a male dominated industry, um, you know, and, and, and very rare for a young black female South African that ventures in there. 
what were some of your challenges in this journey of you launching? What what are some of the things that you encountered as challenges to uh, producing your own wine? Um, there are a lot of to have. It's a whole lot better now because I'm even though I started producing the wine in 2013, I I only started promoting it in 2017, and my biggest challenge, which I, I find quite under my I've, I've had activations where people will be like it's, it's like somehow people battle to understand that a black woman can actually become a producer of her own brand you know mm. so for the longest time people actually thought I was just a front that there was a, some white man that was backing me yes he was backing me in terms of mentorship but I build this brand myself you know I mean um when I started, I, I maxed out my credit card. I took up my savings. I even I got tons, and I even passed, and I invested it in the business. You know? Wow! Yeah. Eventually, I actually quit my very good job to invest in the invested. I quit a very good job to invest again in the business. So for someone to come across and look at me in the face and say, "I don't think uh, it's, a, it's a wine label," and wanting it, so that I find it I find it very frustrating. And secondly, is but said is sometimes you when the stereotype like the the negativity that you get yeah. you don't always get it you you sometimes our own people mm. you know mm. for example i did an excavation and with and i was standing i was a with my younger brother and this black couple comes through mm. and they walk right past us and they go to a more established white owned brand and now a black a white family you know, it's a family of the husband, wife, and two kids. And immediately they in they look at this wine that they cannot even read. And they're like, okay, what is this? And I explain to them. And they taste the wine, you know. And the, the guy actually just loves it. And he says, you know what? Um, I'd like to have six of each. You know, I had four brands then. And now this black couple that has just walked past. Here's this white guy saying that he loves this wine and he suddenly decides that he wants to come back, <laughs> you know? And, and he, now, I think you could read me, man. You could see it was a black brand, but you, you just couldn't give, you know, you just didn't give us, give me the time. And now that somebody, so it's actually sad that even in, it was, I think it was in 2018, we still have issues where people need to validate us as people mm. for us to take ourselves seriously so those are some you know yeah wow yeah so i can imagine and now that your wine is out what how's that doing so you said 2017 is when you really started marketing it so from 2017 to now what's been the response yes. to your brand um and and the wines that you've put out um people that 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 have them and and objectively, like they 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 then they they love them. Um, ninety percent of my clients were white, and ten percent were black. But and in terms of race, and in terms of gender, as male. And I think I, I wondered with men, is it because they did not take me seriously as 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 a brand? And there have been guys that have actually admitted it and said, you know what? I saw your brand and I thought, a woman, woman can make wine. And later, <laughs> uh, 
on as, as I get to enjoy it. And they say, oh, you actually did a good job here, you know? So it's, 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 it's picking up. It's picking up very well. There's been a lot of challenges. I mean, I've lost, I've, I've invested over a million into this business and I still have not made a cent from it. You know, wow. I've, I've actually been ripped off a lot. I've, I've had situations where people would, I remember this one guy sent me wines. I gave him wines worth 18,000 and on discount and actually sent me a, a fake um, a proof of payment and I lost that. So it's been a challenge, but it's, it's actually exciting. You know, I always take it as it's lessons learned. I've learned a lot. And, 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 with, and as much as I'm still growing as a brand, what I'm actually doing now is I've realized that so many other young black people want to get into the, the wine industry, you know, and it's not an easy industry to, to tap into. And I'm saying, okay, instead of you trying to build a brand and going about it in a, in a very wrong way, I mean, mm -hmm. I met this girl once and she wanted to build a brand, you know, yeah. a wine brand. And she was, she was, what she was actually doing is that she would take, uh, should buy very cheap wine, horrible wine, you know, and I'm not going to say cheap, but I was going to say rather horrible, bad wine, because affordable wine can be good. And, and she would like basically remove the label and just put her label on, 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 on the wine hey, you know? and a very <laughs> horrible looking label. I'm telling you. And, 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 and when I saw that I, I could have been upset, yeah. you know, but I saw it, it, as, as a desperate measure, I'm like, you know what? She is so desperate to have her own black, her own wine range that she would actually go. First of all, it's, it's illegal. She, she can get in a whole lot of trouble for doing that. Right. And secondly, it's giving us black wine producers and black wine labels a very a bad, very name. bad name. I mean, the people are looking at it, what are these black people telling So, so what I'm doing now, and I'm saying, you know what? Um, clearly, there's a need. You know, yeah. And I'm so I'm I'm working with a few. I'm I'm actually in the process of creating some black labels. You know, I'm I've gotten going to that we find we've got black metal. So I've 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 won black people that I know that curious about this, and I'm and I'm I'm creating labels for them. You know, I've got Tato. I think she's a very brilliant businesswoman. So what I'm doing, I'm creating wine labels for my fellow. Black young black people that are passionate about winemaking, and eventually, when I can, I'd like to have an academy. Where I'm actually teaching our black people how to pro actually produce. So I'll sign they, up. Not just labels; they actually produce now. Do we get a taste? I'll sign up. Do we get a taste while yeah. you're teaching? <laughs> no, you get to have a lot of taste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming. A whole lot of taste. <laughs> More than welcome to come. Through. So I'm hoping that that will probably be my 2021 uh, project. Yeah. So, so Bali, I mean, I want to, I'm going to get back to the wine element, but you know, at this point I want to go, I, I like the fact that you said, I don't give up and I, I, I go after what I want and I, I fix my head in the game. Something you also did is you didn't stop there. Um, Guy Bali Brands has also got in funeral plans now. Tell us a bit about the funeral plans and how that works and how you came about that. Okay, um, and yeah, I was in the insurance business, you know, for a very long time. And in 2018, I decided, you know what, Gimbali now needs my undivided attention. You know, it's my own. I, I had grown, I had a very good job. I was very happy. But I decided, you know what, 
it's not working for me anymore. I need to focus on being bad wines. Mm. And few months, I realized that I mean, because of, I lost family members that I was very fond of, you know, and I lost my aunt in January 2019, and in May, I lost my grandma. Yes, I was in, in the insurance industry, and I was mourning the marketing and sales side, but I still you know, I can tell you one, for example, um, because everyone else still has their job. And you know, family, it happens that, okay, when I say Benzi, you know, hmm. uh, I'm the default one to be in the center of the whole funeral, you know, because everybody else, you know. Hmm. So I was right in the middle of calls, always at home. And come back grandma's funeral, by the end, Are we, are, we, are we back on? We can still see you. The we can see you. I had spent over. But what, 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 but, but I can, what I'm saying that my, my granny's funeral, I had spent over 800 rands worth of airtime. You know? Wow. And that, is, that is money that could have gone elsewhere. Right. You know, it could have gone elsewhere. That's one. And, um, I started working about, let's say, 15 years ago. My grain was already 75. Yeah. When I started working. So, the plan that would cover her at that age, you know, I, 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 based on my clearly not responding. You're freezing just a little bit, um, but I can still hear your feed. It's just a bit of a delayed one. But yeah, we can hear you if you continue. So your granny was 75 yeah, when you started working? Yes, my granny was 75 when I started working and I struggled to get a, a, a cover, you know? So I thought, okay, but why, you know? And, and I thought, and then I looked around and I'm like, okay, there are companies that are actually providing time when one has had a loss, yeah. but what is actually currently offered in the market, it's, it's not enough, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and and what bothered me the most is that, let's just be honest, you know, us black people uh, spend a lot on funerals. Oh, yeah. You know, you take a black funeral, you compare to a white funeral, you compare to a colored funeral, we spend a lot. So meaning a lot of black people actually need AMA funeral plans and they would have AMA funeral plans, mm. you know, but they're having funeral plans that's really not giving them what they actually need, mm. you know, mm. because... Why, why am I getting 300 if, I'm, if I know who I'm actually going to need to use 800 worth of airtime? So I started, like, I thought I'd left the insurance industry entirely, but this just said, no, man, let me check this thing out. Right. And I realized that, you know what, uh, as, a, if, if, as a funeral plan, you will be able to provide what is actually needed, you know? Yeah. At a very reasonable price. You know, I'm, I'm for, I'm an advocate of people should not, then they actually should, mm -hmm. you know, and, and what, as my fellow black people that they pay more, more than they should, they, they're not getting the benefits that are actually very relevant to them. I mean, when, when someone passes away, your aunt passes away, you, you wanna, everybody's going to look and say, let's chip in. How much are we chipping in? Mm. You know? Mm. But if now I am not able to cover this old auntie of mine, it's a problem because, you know, things happen when, 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 uh, when you least expect, 
Right. So that's what uh, that's what that's what actually came across Yimbali Funeral. I wanted to create a brand that would, uh, everyone can actually afford. My my rates are very affordable and have free added benefits. Very unique. I'll I'll give you, um my granny had to be buried in Brooklyn, you know, and most undertakers yes they will transport the body but up to a certain radius, you mm. know. And it was actually an extra cost that needed to, to pay to get her body to Bulogwan. And when I did my research, I realized, well, you know what? I can actually add this as a free added benefit. And I was still as So I, I, I wanted to create a unique people and that still is an affordable premium. Right. And that was the birth of Game Body Funeral Plan. Wow. And what is, I mean, you're in such a difficult um business arenas, wine itself with its own challenges there. Funeral plans as well, also very male-dominated industry. <laughs> so you're challenging yes. the status quo but in a really big way. People always ask me, like, what with you and white male-dominated industries? I'm like, I don't know. You know, I think it's where I'm, my passion is. I mean, if you look at the path, I started insurance, assistant manager, you know, and uh, 10 years that I was there, I found myself becoming an NSM. And What's an NSM? No formal education, so it's kind of like... National sales a manager. National sales manager. Got it. Okay. Yes. The first black female under 35. I keep, I keep saying <laughs> I like saying that. But you see, it's, it's not a part that I... It, it, just, it just happened by default that I get to find myself passionate about industries that are, are white male dominated and, 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 and I'm happy to be in those industries. I'm actually, I'm, I'm really happy about what I do. So what are the challenges, more funeral plan? What are some of the things that you're facing as a female convincing or being taken seriously? I mean, you say that is, are, are there similar challenges that you're facing that you face in the wine industry? And does that make it easier that you faced some of those challenges dealing with the challenges that you're facing now? Oh, okay. Mr. Hart, my brother. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it's 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 fairly new, mm -hmm. you know, and you know the in, the insurance industry. This this industry is 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 people have lost trust. And you know, when when I when I was when I was studying, I obviously did research and I spoke to a lot of people. And then I'd ask people like, "Do you have a funeral plan?" And people would say no, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, "Why?" And they'd say that you know because there was a time that I needed to claim and. I was told I could, I would, I would get ten percent, so much percent of what I actually was supposed to get, or my premium was not paid based on this. So people have kind of lost hope in the in in the insurance industry, in the industry itself. Yeah. And so those are some of the challenges. And now you are coming in as as a new kid in the block, and you and and you're coming into a space that where there's a lot of trust issues so that's where the problem is you know hmm. but i i mean i always say i put my name on it you know and and you can trust me and I, you know the only thing i can do is is is, is build up my database and 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 and, and trust that's, that's all i can do you know but i know the industry i i, I know it well and i'm confident that nimba generally is going to get success I'm, I'm i'm confident about that so what does the packaging include? Like, run me through just like a, the basic structure of what one of your funeral... Do you have lots of options? Do you have one particular option? What does it entail? What does the funeral plan offer? Okay, um, 
everything is based on how much your, your, your which premium you choose to pay and what your age is you know however what's standard across the board is that the, the three added benefits that you get you know for example for example um, we give a thousand rands worth of airtime when 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 you claim you know because like i've said i think that is what a rele- what that's a relevant amount mm-hmm. um, secondly we transport the body to everywhere within south the south african borders for free when you claim you know so those oh, wow. are some of our free added benefits and yeah so within the south african borders we transport the body for free we give you a thousand rands worth of airtime our most affordable premium is is 50 rand and 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 that's that's one to be very honest about it. what you see is what you pay for i'm not gonna say premium is 50 rand however if you want to do a family cover this is how much you pay all our premiums are, are our covers are family covers and the most affordable one is 50 rand for 5,000 rands worth of cover. And it goes up to the most expensive for a certain age, for under 65, is 195 rand for 30,000 rands worth of cover. Oh, wow. And we also have an option where, so it's actually quite affordable. And considering it has those extra added benefits, you know, mm. I mean, we even have a, an, an HIV benefit. If you are our client and you, you, you let's say, for, let's say, Unfortunately, you listen, for example, you, you find out that you're HIV positive, you know, and 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 in most cases, with your government, um, with the, with the health, with our health system, you're probably going to be told wait for a month before you can get your ARVs or something like that. If you are our client, our 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 client, you have a, you have a policy with us, and you find out that you're HIV positive, we give you a one month subscription of ARVs for free while you're waiting for yourself to be registered, instead of saying, you know what, I need to wait a month to get my ARVs, we can provide that for you. Right. You know, we also have, um, yeah, we have a 24-7 um, call center as well where, let's say, for example, you were raped, like, if you need, like, a psychologist, someone to talk to, we also have provide that as well. Is that, is that a, premium, and that's, paying. so seeing a psychologist is also a free added benefit? Yes. Oh, wow. It's a free added benefit. Mm. And, that's what I'm saying. That what, why, what, you know, I think this this can be provided, you know, and people can, you know, what um, premiums can be more affordable, and policies can offer more. That's what I'm saying, you know, and and that's what I'm trying to do here. Yes, you know, I was someone was like, are you gonna make any money at all? But I would rather make a cent and provide a whole lot of service and worry about growing my database, but make a whole lot of money and, and, and grieve less than what what a person is actually paying for. You know, I, I don't believe in people paying more than what they need to. Mm. You know? And, and it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a principle that I have in both brands. You know, my wines are quite affordable for the, for the, for the quality that they are simply because I want a person that has a whole lot of money Mm-hmm. To say, okay, you know what? I'll buy a box, you know? And a person that doesn't have a lot of money but wants to have a good quality wine to be able to afford it as well, you know? So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm a huge advocate of people not paying more than they should, you know? And that's what I'm doing with both brands. Say, say, dance for me, dance for me.